Podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and here today is actually Kyle Shimabukuro, not yet Devin Nakoba. How's it? And uh, you know, you may hear kids in the background because we had a uh, snafu with our normal space over at Kyle's house. They were cutting down a mango tree, you're saying? Yeah, my neighbor's cutting down a mango tree. Are they cutting it down like all the way to the stump? Unfortunately, or? yes. And I wow. was kind of sad about that because the mangoes just do. F- Hang over my yard. Oh, really? So, so I had some. Oh. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Uh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, that is kind of sad. You know, I have this love-hate relationship with mango trees because as someone who deals with property a lot, on one hand, they're lovely and they give shade and they give fruit a lot of times. Yeah. But on the other hand, they wreak havoc on plumbing. Mm-hmm. And they can cause uh, structural problems and things like that with the roots and all coming in. So, um, yeah, there's a plus and a minus to mango trees. Yeah, well, it makes a mess, right? Oh, yes, and the mess. And the bugs that come with Mm -hmm. the rotten mangoes. That's right. Yeah. So if you have, like, an estate and you have uh, 20,000 square feet or more, I say go for it with the mango trees. But if you're on a little 5,000 square foot lot, um, mango trees can be problematic. Yeah. Yeah. But I will miss those mangoes. Yeah. Oh, God. were they Piri or, or Hayden? You know, I don't know. I couldn't tell. Oh, but they were delicious. They were good. You yeah. know, and I asked if they're actually getting rid of it to build a pool. Then oh. maybe, you know, I have some kind of <laughs> compensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's going to be office space or something. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, before we begin, let us remind you that you can follow us on the following platforms. YouTube, just go to High Sessions, search High Sessions, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at High Sessions, SoundCloud, High Sessions. And if you want to see more music eventually on this High Sessions uh, channel, please support the show on Patreon. Patreon is a site that allows you to donate to causes you want to support. Depending on your level of your monthly donation, you can pick up swag there. You can even have a chance to attend our live productions that we're doing in 2020. Um, we have a few patrons that have signed up since the last time uh, we talked about it. So shout out to James Chan, Marie Dortet, James Mattern, Carol Ching Tomita, Jim Bales, Allison Masutani, Makoto Fujiwara, and Alan Jang. You guys are all awesome. And right we on, love man. You. We love you for Thanks, signing Thanks, you guys. Up. Thanks for your support. Yeah. So the idea is we're doing the podcast so that we can get people aware of what we're doing so that eventually we can get back to shooting live music, which is the passion of, uh, of all of us here at High Sessions. Now, Kyle. Yeah. I have an update to the uh, tetherball story. Is that what's sitting on our table right here? So as you remember, I was brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. I did not have any clothes on. Yes. Looking out the window because I had noticed I didn't see the tether ball that I had purchased for the school as a donation. Uh huh. And um, I was a little concerned about that. I thought that maybe because of the long weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend, they had put away the ball. Um, actually, you know, now that I think about it, 
It was not a lot. Oh, yeah, it was. It was after Thanksgiving. That's right. So maybe they had put it away, mm-hmm. and then maybe I got to go put it back up, you know, something like that. So my son went with his friend and his mom. I was uh, doing something yesterday to the park to hang out. And lo and behold, some dickhead had ri- ripped the tether ball off the pole. Wow. And left it on the ground. So they broke the string. Wait, they broke the string. And is there a rubber piece right here? That's There's a rubber be- piece, yeah. Wow, so you can't even use this I don't anymore. know. Yeah, we got to check to see if this is even salvageable. What is wrong with people, man? You know, it's funny. The other day I saw a couple of kids and they were kicking it. And then one was trying to sit on it. Like he was going to sw- swing around like a witch on a broom. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And I thought, man, what a what a dummy. Now, do you only look but, at outside for the tether balls when you're brushing your teeth? Or do you look do you just kind of stare out the window throughout the day just making sure everything's um, in? Cuz I mean, the way well, let me explain the way it's situated. Okay. You can look out John's apartment window and actually see the huh, the school that his kids go to. That's right. Yeah. So, you can see all the everything going on. And right now we can look out the window and see kids playing and stuff. Yeah, that's right. So, it's kind of cool cuz when they were smaller, I don't think they even play, well, I haven't looked out to see them playing in a while, but when they were little, they'd play on the, the closest playground, so I could see them running around, you know, yeah. which was really cute. And, you know, like, we expressed our concern in the last podcast, and maybe you shouldn't look out the window at the <laughs> kids when you're naked brushing your teeth. Well, let's be clear. At the time, school was not in session. I, I wasn't, there wasn't kids in the park or anything. <laughs> Nobody was there. Well, they could have been. That's the thing. Uh, okay. okay. So, okay. you know, in order to avoid... You know, some kind of <laughs> negative feedback from some somebody or something. Yes. Um, I am gonna go out to the park today. Yes. And I'm gonna take a picture from the park view of your window while you're yes. standing in it. Okay. You don't have right. to be naked, though. All right. You know, we don't want that. But just to see if you know, we can see from the angle from that park. What can we see when you're looking out that window in the morning, brushing your teeth? Okay, and you can find that picture on instagram at high sessions yeah or yeah we'll i guess we can post it on instagram yeah. you know and i also have a picture up there of this tether ball that has been destroyed yeah so stay tuned for that we're gonna you know investigate this make sure john is um clearly blocked from view <laughs> when he's staring out the window well i don't want to i may not be completely blocked but you know for one again i checked to see if there were anybody in the park there's nobody in the park i was just taking a quick glance to look out because I noticed that the tether ball, I couldn't see it. My eyesight's not so good, so I went up to the window to kind of look, and then there you go. Yeah, that's the story. And he claims that you know his window is dirty, and the sun was brighter outside of his house than outside inside the house. house. And inside so the house, I you, didn't have you, any lights on. You were in the shadows. That's right. But what I'm saying is, John isn't the most tanned person <laughs> in the world. So it's also correct. So you know his light skin with the sun shining on it could be like a reflective kind of thing so you know just to um experiment we're gonna we're gonna take a picture of that angle and see if it's actually possible that's the project for today that's the project for today because me and john don't have anything else to do on a weekday (laughs) (laughs) then investigate whether you can see into my windows exactly during the day yeah so stay tuned everybody Okay, on, on, another, on another note, um, I was, uh, so as you, I think I may have mentioned in, in a podcast earlier or something like that, um, I have a, a 17-year-old student from a school that is shadowing me for business. Have, have I talked about this yet? 
I can't remember. Maybe on the first podcast, right? I may have talked about it on the first podcast. Yeah. So, so anyway, I have a, a student. Part of his project is he has to follow on a business person. So he's um, he and I have hooked up, and he has to spend so many hours walking around with me, so, seeing what I do and whatnot. You know. Does he and, hang out at the home too, your house and stuff, or is it just when you're out in a bottle? Kind of wherever, because sometimes I'm doing work at yeah. home, so I bring him here, and everybody's home and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But um, I found out through our conversation that. You know, he's 17 years old. He was born in 2002, uh-huh. right, around there. Yeah. So there are many classic movies that he has not seen, like mm. um, The Matrix or uh, Ghostbusters, the first Ghostbusters. Interesting. You know what? Wait, hold on, Kyle. I'm getting some wind here. Oh, you know what? I can feel a breeze from behind. Uh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. It's fine. So so things like that. I, I've So along with uh, the... Ooh, time out. Real, real strong breeze. Okay, it's done. So along with... Uh, okay, hold on. We're going to pause because I forgot where <laughs> I was going with this. What was I talking about? <laughs> your, your, your student that, that's watching you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So along with uh, uh, the business stuff that, that he's been learning, I, uh, I have had him kind of catching up on some of these movies. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of times what I do is just bring it on the iPad and I'm at the office and I have him watch it while I, I do work. And I kind of, you know, I, every, I interject every once in a while and say, hey, you know, this is why I'm doing this or whatever. But okay. in the meantime, he's watching The Matrix. Do you right? think he's going to get a false perspective of what it really is like to work for a living? Viewing no, I don't viewing think so. you he, because I mean we do live me and you do live a different lifestyle than a nine to five kind of guy. That is true. So you know, is his view on what it is to be a working person <laughs> in society gonna be kind of well? My tweaked. my feeling is that these movies are conversation starters. You know, especially if you're gonna be in business and you're gonna be dealing with people older than you. Oh, I see. Connectivity with with something familiar. That's right. Okay, I got you. And uh, so it's part of the plan. Yeah, it is part of the plan. Oh. Well, I mean, I've I've rationalized it that way. <laughs> Makes sense to me. But anyway, so yesterday, as you know, I'm, I'm on vacation this week. Uh, I started my yearly break from work, mm-hmm. and so instead of um having him on the iPad or whatever, we just watched the movie in my living room. And um, that movie happened to be Die Hard. Ah. You know. Wait, does this kid have to write a report? He does have to write a report. So he's going to say, for my business thing with John Yamasato, I watched Die Hard the whole day. I don't know if he's going to put that in. It's uh, That's clear. Because he's getting, obviously, thing. credit from school, right? He's getting credit from school. He shadowed the perfect person for credit, <laughs> man. Hey, he's come on inspections with me. He's gone on showings with me. Oh, okay. I've taken one time we had to empty out a storage locker because uh-huh. a tenant had left it full of crap you uh-huh. know so we got called my friend with a truck and we got gloves and you know do all that kind of stuff so he's shadowing you because he wants to be a realtor well he wants to be in business i don't know about real estate per se okay but real estate is i guess in business right yeah so so i mean you know we, we, it's not like we don't do any work oh yeah of course and i have uh, yeah. him do mailers and things like that but um it's a lot it's a lot a lot of time more more hours than I would expect a project to be. So he knows there's time to work and it's hard and it takes up a lot of time. And then there's downtime during your day too yeah. that you can watch movies. But in the in a sense that movies still is part of work because then it's a way of yes communicating and connecting with your clientele. Right, right. You cannot only watch uh, Endgame 
That's, in Infinity yeah. War and think you're going to be able to carry a conversation. Uh-huh. You got to start with the, all the classics. I see. You know. I see your point. And so Ghostbusters, Matrix, mm-hmm. uh, Big Trouble in Little China. We've watched. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more. It's not like we watch a ton of movies, but you know, every, when we can, I, I put one on. Are you gonna go way back to like Saint Elmo's Fire, Sixteen Candles, not John those. Hughes stuff? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about those. Um, I'm not sure. You can't. You can't even relate to those, right? Yeah, those are a little bit before my time. And then you think about it, um, the people, you know, like, um, well, Sixteen Candles would still be okay. But if you go back into the '70s, those people are well into their late '60s, early '70s, and I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how much uh, he's going to be dealing with those kind of people yeah. once he gets out and he's yeah, in his yeah. '30s. You know. Well, my age, I can relate to. 16 Candles, St. Almost yeah. Fire, um, yeah. Breakfast Club, you know, all that stuff. And I, I can watch it and still relate to it today, but I don't know if kids nowadays Weird would science. watch it. Weird science, yeah. you know. Um, Top Gun, Top, yes. you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But I don't know if kids watch it now and go, oh, that's kind of cool, that movie. Or they go, well, whoa, that's, that movie is whack, man. It's so old. Well, you know? I'm telling you, yeah, some movies hold up and some do not. But Die Hard does. Die Hard is a freaking fantastic movie, man. Even to this day, you watch Die Hard and it is great. I mean, you would think like a lot. Well, obviously, a lot of the problems would have been solved should have everybody have had cell phones. Yeah. But you understand that this is a movie set in the eighties. Yeah. They didn't have that technology, and because the premise just rolls along, you, you totally get it. It's like watching Braveheart, right? Okay. Braveheart is a terrific movie. And it's set in the 1700s or what, 1800s or whatever. And you know that they don't have phones and stuff like yeah. that. So you're just kind of working within the premise of the time frame. It's like a historical piece. Yeah, It's almost true. like a documentary. Although Mel Gibson's character really shouldn't have been Braveheart. What do you mean? Oh, no. He, oh yeah, he, he could have been. He, wasn't he? A, I forgot the movie already. Braveheart? He's a white guy that turned into an Indian guy? What is no, that, that start? That uh, dances with wolves. Oh, man. I'm getting mixed up with Kevin <laughs> Costner. Braveheart. <laughs> Explain Braveheart. I forgot. Braveheart is the story of William Wallace. Okay. Who was a Scottish, Scot- yeah, Scottish guy who fought against England because I guess Scotland was a territory and then Scotland became a, a separate country or they, they separated themselves from England based on William Wallace's uh, leadership of a, of a resistance. You know what I'm getting England. confused with? It's just the title. Braveheart and... It's- it sounds Indianish. It sounds like an Indian. Oh yeah, okay. Thing. So yeah, when I, I hear Braveheart, I just think Indian movie. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Mixed with yeah, the yeah. Title. yeah. But Dancing with Wolves was what I was thinking of. I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dancing with Wolves. Tatanka. Yeah, I yeah. remember that being a decent movie, but I was um, I was young when when I saw it, so I don't I don't remember being that into it. Wait, hold on. Devin's calling me. Put him on speaker. Hey, Dev. Hey, dude. I'm here. So I don't know where you need me to go. Let's oh, wait like five minutes. We're talking right now. Yeah, we're on the pod. So let me, um, let's wrap this up and I'll come out and get you. Okay, bye. Bye. Let's let him wait a little while. I have yeah, a okay. question for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Devin's waiting on the parking lot right now. <laughs> but he's late, so, you know, let's make He's him not wait. late. He's well, actually he's not late. No, he's actually early. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, so Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. I forgot that movie. I know it was great. I know it was Bruce Willis. Yeah. I know it was in that Yakitoshi or whatever building, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it Yaki- what was no, it? No, no, no. It was. Um, oh god, I'm having a total brain fart. I just watched this thing, Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. Thank you. 
Try, um, tell me why again was he barefoot when he had to run through the glass? Oh, because when he was on the plane uh-huh. flying in, this guy sitting next to him was like, oh, you get nervous on airplanes? And he said, yeah. And he's like, you know what I do is I take off my shoes once I get to a place where I am and I, I kind of squinch my toes up, like make little fists. Uh-huh. And that really makes me, my anxiety kind of go away. Okay. So Bruce Willis is kind of doing that. He took off his shoes and he was rubbing his feet in the, on the carpet. And then that's when the guys came in with the guns and stuff, and he just kind of had to run. Oh, it's just bad timing for yeah, him. Yeah, bad timing for him. Got it. I totally forgot about that part. That's why I just, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I just remember him running barefoot up to the glass. Yeah. And then I was like, why doesn't he have shoes? Right, right. You know? So it was just that little little thing. And, gotcha. and that's, the, that's the brilliance of the movie. There's all these little things that kind of add up, and they're semi-believable. It kind of makes me want to watch it again. Oh, I haven't seen it in, I don't know. 10 15 years and it was, it was great. so did the kid enjoy it yeah oh yeah he, he likes uh oh and i oh i also had him watch Ed of, edge of tomorrow that's a tom cruise movie with um him and emily blunt I don't that's think a great i've ever movie. seen that oh edge of tomorrow is a tremendous movie okay he liked that he liked the matrix this one outbreak and then ghostbusters and big trouble tell him to watch forrest gump i want to see if he can relate to oh, that okay that's okay. a great movie that is a great movie city slickers forrest gump yeah the all-time classics yeah you know? My wife never saw Forrest Gump, and I'm forced her to watch, and she liked it. It was, yeah. I made my wife watch it, too, for the first time. Because yeah. I was like, you never seen it? you got to watch yeah. this movie. But yeah. I don't think she dug it as much as I did. Oh, yeah. wow. Anyway, okay. should we get uh, Devin? Yeah, yeah, I feel bad. Okay, let's, go get, let's get him. Okay. okay. The holidays are here, and what better way to celebrate than to update your wardrobe? High Life Clothing is a locally produced surfwear company that releases designs all the time. Check out their website at highlifeclothing.com for t-shirts, beach towels, phone cases, tote bags, and all things you'll want to adorn yourself with in Hawaii. More than half of my wardrobe comes from High Life and look at me. Look at Devin. Look at these guys. We are supermodels. Super Holy styling. smokes. Yeah. Supermodels. You're like the Abercrombie and Fitch of Hawaii <laughs> models. That's right. That's right. Right. So uh, order now and enter the code High Sessions for a 10% discount on anything you pick up online. Uh, sorry, the time frame for uh, Christmas delivery has passed, it might but be too you, late. Can, you can still get for your New Year's gifts and birthdays and everything for next year. Or you could How shop at Waikiki. Yeah, so you beach can go walk? to the Waikiki Beach Walk store or Pro Ridge. There is a um, what are those called? Those kiosks. Kiosks. <laughs> there. <laughs> Sorry, it's been. What are those things called? It's been a long the people morning. standing in the cash registers. <laughs> Look, Devin. Well, what? He found the tetherball. Tether ball. Oh, this hey. is the tetherball. This is the tetherball oh, that tether I was ball? looking yeah, for. Look, somebody ripped off the bottom, wow. and they found it in the park. Someone's kicking it around, trying to sit on it. Wow. Trying to steal it. Which, so what'd you do? You kicked the little kid off the thing and said, "Give no, me no, that." No, no, no. I Asa, bought that. Asa found it in the park. Uh, they went yesterday with a friend, and he's oh. like, "Oh, they broke our tetherball." But you bought more, right? Yeah, I bought a bunch. Yeah. So there's one out there now. You yeah, can, okay. I can see it from here because it's orange and yellow and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, again, I got to get another one. You know, the problem is after that story, the last podcast, Yeah. I can't look at a tetherball nor look out your window <laughs> without imagining that you're brushing your teeth naked. Well, did you hear looking that? Out at the park. You're going <laughs> to do an experiment park. after this podcast. No, man. No. Yeah. I'm, no, no. No. What? So we're going to have John go to his window. No, 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 he's not going to get naked. He's going to go to the window, yeah. look out. Yeah. I'm going to be in a park, and I'm going to take a picture into his window to see if we can see him. Why would you take him. a picture? Why don't you just turn around and look? What and then you can about? tell him, yeah, dude, I can totally see you. 
That wouldn't well, that we're going to post the picture on Instagram. We'll post the picture on IG just to prove that he his theory is correct, that you can't see from the park. I mean, you can see. Uh, well, okay. Well, I thought My the guy is, was like outside the window. No, yeah, yeah, well, I'm no, concerned about right. the park. People oh, who cares park. about that kids? They're far enough away. I can, I mean, I can hear him from here, but <laughs> that's what we're trying to find out. I think out. we're giving John a little too much credit when he's naked. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he will be able to I ain't see. giving John any credit that he's naked. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. All right. <laughs> oh. Love you, John, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, there's there's something weird going on in my house. I have to share with you guys. Oh boy. Okay. By the way, um. Welcome, Devin. To Thank the you. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Devin. Right, nice to be here. Thanks for making yeah. it. How was the parking lot a little while? You waited a little while in the parking lot? In the parking lot? Were you waiting for us outside? No, no it was okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had to right. finish up a little I just realized I had to call instead of try to like, get your attention some other way. Yeah, and I completely thought you were in a different place in this <laughs> complex. Yeah. Deep, important conversation. That's why. Yes. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So, what were you? No, so I went out to get the mail because that's my exercise I do every day. That's right. You know? Keep fit. Yeah, keep fit. And I was walking back, and I looked into the bushes. You know, as you walk through my gate, there's yeah. like a, yeah. there's a bush, bush, right? Yeah. And I saw something green, kind of ballish looking on the ground underneath the bushes, okay. out of dirt. And I'm like, what is that? And I looked, and it was a ulu, a breadfruit. Oh. Like the size of maybe a little bit smaller than your th- tetherball. Okay. Um, complete. Green stuff. Now, you used to have an ulu tree. With a chunk right? bitten out of it. Okay. Underneath my bushes. All right. What? How did it get there? I don't know. My neighbor has a ulu tree. Okay. But it is nowhere near my house. It doesn't hang over the fence or anything. And I don't think he has ulu there anymore because I think the season is done. Okay. I could be wrong, but... It's, it seems like there's no ulu okay. right now. Okay. There is an ulu underneath my bushes. You didn't take it on, throw it away? No, I was scared. I didn't know what it was at first. And then I was like... <laughs> it's not like a trap for you. <laughs> I don't know. So I was like, that's an ulu. How did it get into my yard? Did someone like, throw it in my yard? And yeah, it I'm sure someone was... Well, why would you throw an ulu at me? Apparently, with the bite taken out, they took a bite and said, well, this doesn't taste very good. And they threw it away. Although, I don't think they realized how you're supposed to eat it. I was going to say, you don't just bite into ulu like that, right? Yeah. No, you don't. Maybe you get rats in your house. Well, it's probably from an animal or that's living underneath the bushes. But there's no way an animal could drag that ulu underneath my bushes know, across man. my yard by my house. It doesn't make any Maybe sense. Maybe you got a, a wolf loose in the area. <laughs> A wolf? A raccoon. An, an ulu-eating wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes sense. that makes sense. <laughs> right. There you go. Not a pig running around, but oh, probably a pig, wolf. Actually, yeah, pig might be. I don't know. It's, it's just strange. No, like, pigs are pigs are. I'm trying to figure this out. Like, how did it get there? Like, did somebody have ulu bowling in my front yard and, <laughs> and rolled one underneath the Or maybe it's like, or? A, uh, it's like um, an immortal ulu from your tree that fell <laughs> off. And live there for that long? For no, because I, no, I can see it. That's the thing. It just stood out like a sore thumb when I when I opened the door. I saw it underneath uh-huh. the, the bushes. That's the, that's the weirdest thing I've ever I'll heard. I'll take a picture for you and send it to okay. you guys. <laughs> I think it would probably be better if you get rid of the ulu and throw it inside your trash. Well, it would probably be better. I, I think it is biodegradable, so I'm just going to let it kind of sit there hmm. and just disintegrate. Damn. But I just don't know how I got there. It's just super strange. You know, you know, interesting story. So <laughs> when we go to Maui um, for our yearly family getaway, we stay at this house that is, um, it's along preservation land in okay. Kihei. Okay. So there's a big fence and then on the other side of the fence, just keave and, you know, trees and just jungle out mm-hmm. there for forever. And the uh, owners have 
um, planted a bunch of banana trees like right outside there, you know, on that side. Mm -hmm. And the other day or the other year while we were there, I forgot what happened, but um, we we knocked some of the bananas so that they weren't up high. They had to kind of fall in on the side. And then that night I was out barbecuing or something. I hear this rustling, you know, like ksh, 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 coming from the banana tree. Uh -huh. It's like, man, what is that? You know? So I get my um, my phone. Uh -huh. I turn the little flashlight on. I shine it out there. Bro, I was in like 200 pound pig. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the kid I guess came down from the mountain and saw the bananas and was just like eating, eating the bananas. Yeah, they grind you know? those things. Yeah. So I grabbed my kids. I was like, oh look at this, you know. Like, look at the pig. Yeah, it was crazy. Don't try to pet it though. Oh no no. I mean we're up high. Like the, we're higher than the pig. like the pig could not get oh, to okay. us at all. But it was far away. But. I had a friend in Palisades. His mount, um, his um, house is right against the mountain with a chain link fence. And the pigs go right up to the chain link fence and look at the dog. And run really? Back down the, yeah, and run back down the mountain. What about our friend? When they they hunted that pig, they came into their backyard. Really? Yeah. Oh, remember that? Yes, yes, that yes, crazy yes, video yes. with, That's the, right. That's with right. the thing. It's on. I I think it was on Facebook or was it on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know Did where they put it, it on now. YouTube. I don't know where. It that is thing now. was crazy. The pig came down, uh, and they shot it. They shot it with a with something, right? I forget. Yeah, they shot it with like a spear gun. Who's there? Uh, our the friend, hunt. can we say their last name? Cause no, we yeah, don't want to get in trouble. Not. Our friends, they um, they live again up the street from up me. Up the street yeah. from him, and there's this big pig, and they they got close to it and shot it with a. Um, Did they kill it? Yeah. Did they eat it? Yeah. That was a couple years ago. That's <laughs> yeah. why I forgot about that story. That's nuts. And it's video of them, and the pig comes. Uh, the pig literally comes walking into their backyard. Wow, and they've got the they've got the spear gun. They wait for the pig to come around, and the the guy's a hunter, so they knew where to hit the pig ah. to kill it, and they just nailed it. And then the pig takes off and starts running around. And they got, I was like, and oh. so they finally had to brain it with a bat, and it was just like, oh. that sounds wow. gruesome and sad. Yeah, it does. It was kind of gruesome and sad, but I don't it's know. one of these things. I'm not a, a vegetarian or anything, but um, yeah, I would have a hard time shooting the pig. Shooting a pig. I wouldn't have a hard time eating it. But I have a hard time hunting it. Yeah, it's yeah, weird, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, it is weird. Yeah. There is a disconnect there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, I can speak to that because my um, when I was eight or nine, yeah, um, we when we lived in Kono, my parents took us to a slaughterhouse, and nothing will get you off eating oh, pig yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. any other kind of meat after you go to a slaughterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like I got to watch the process where they bring the pig into the stall, they shocked it. Then they pick it up with those tongs and they put it in a big vat of boiling water. Yeah, let's not talk about that right now. You see all the pigs floating around pig and anymore. then they take it and they put it on a little thing. Okay, stop, with... stop. Why? Because it's just, it just makes me sad. Why? Because I like to eat pig and I you don't want to stop. Eat pig? No, the, the only reason, the only reason that I stopped eating pig and got grossed out was Wait, not... you just came from Helena's. I know. Did no, you no, not no, eat no. pig there? No, I got over it. I'm just oh, saying okay. I got over it. <laughs> okay. But when I was nine, ten years old, it wasn't so much the the process that it was going through. The filth. It was the fact that... It, no, it was the fact that they... I don't know. At the time, the, the way they took off the skin of the pig was it, it had this thing that looked like... Uh, I don't know. Like a... Like a blender or okay or, stop already that's and, not, and it not, sent the pig john you want to hear any more had knives. wait it had knives and then the, the it would take all the skin why are you the hair wearing off. our our enjoyment and one pig. piece flew off and landed on my arm and i went ah! and after that i couldn't eat pig for like a couple years and what makes you eat pig now because i got over it 
Because pig, pig is, tastes good, man. Because <laughs> everybody loves bacon. I guess my so. um uh my friend's daughter, we went out for a birthday last night, CPK, and she I guess they were in like California or something. They're trying they drove past all the cow farms and stuff like Ooh. that. And she's uh off beef right now too. <laughs> yeah. Because of that. Because of that. Yeah. yeah. You so know what I, I can it'll see. do it, man. It'll do hey, wait, it to you. But we gotta take a break because oh. I I forgot, I gotta close the door so we don't get the wind um the, the wind issue coming she's in. She's the door's open. I know, I gotta close it. Oh, is, are we having wind right now? Yeah, so I oh. can hear the wind blowing on the microphone. Oh, sorry. So wait, hold on. It's your microphone. Okay, time out. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you for that. We're back. And, um, you know, last night I was telling I was telling Kyle Did we mention we're in John's house? Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah we, we talked about we that. We had earlier. that conversation. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, because they're cutting down the mango tree next door yeah, to yeah, Kyle's yeah. house. Yeah. yeah, Which is sad. Which is sad. I'm mango-less. Yeah. <laughs> Were you getting mangoes from them for your neighbor? I'll wait till it falls in my yard or I'll pick it from the branch. Because oh. he asked me, oh, would you want me to trim it? I go, no! <laughs> I like it hanging over. Oh. But now it's gone. I think you're the only one in the history of the world who would say that. Why? It's, you don't have to ask them to pick it for you. You can just pick it yourself. I don't know, because people get upset about that. I don't know. I like mangoes. Yeah, man. One time my um, client had a big mango tree in his backyard and he said, hey, we're going on a trip. If you would, you know... Pick up the mangoes, you know, then you can take whatever you want. That's like the best summer of my life. See? <laughs> well, never for him too, because he cleaned, you guys cleaned this yeah, man. tree out and a yard out. Yeah. So. It was so nice. Everybody so, wins. Yeah. yeah. I was telling Dev, I was telling Kyle last night, um, I was on online, you know, I'm trying to think of things to talk about today and, you know, try to get some content and whatnot. <laughs> and there's this band called um, The Farmers. Okay. Okay. And... So I'm just clicking, you know how you go down this YouTube rabbit hole? Mm-hmm. And I'm just clicking on stuff. They did a cover of uh, Could You Be Loved by Bob Marley that oh, was wow, pretty cool. cool. And it's like these, I don't know where they are. They look like they're in, in uh, some like Southeast Asia or something. It's kind of jungly area. Uh, Asian guys, but um, um, got uh, dreads and all that kind of stuff, mm. you know? And they're playing... They're playing kind of acoustically just in the, ju- like in the jungle. Like they're in somebody's what? backyard or something like that, yeah. And anyway, this one song comes on, and I'm gonna play it during the break. I'm gonna put it online, but it's got roosters in the background. I don't know if it's <laughs> if they put in the roosters or if they if it's just roosters like there, you know. I would say if it's in the jungle, those roosters yeah, there's probably just running around. Roosters yeah. running around. Yeah. And I was like, but for some reason, the where way I was sitting, where I happened to be sitting on my computer, it sounded like it was coming outside my house. Hmm. And I was like, frick, bruh. I had the ducks. And the pigeons and <laughs> I gotta deal with roosters like crowing at like midnight or whatever but it's a song and it was, it was dry I was like looking out my window <laughs> he got mad for nothing yeah I got all mad for nothing it's like another another type of foul that I have to deal with you know at this house but um oh, yeah, anyway so I, I, got, I got some things that we can talk about but I don't can, know if you want to talk about your house you can talk about my house how how completely messy it is no I, this kids, is i cleaned man. up this you know what it's like i really tried to clean up especially this place because i'm going to take a picture later so i tried yeah. to like put stuff away you can see everything's like pushed up against it where the stove is and stuff <laughs> i just took it off the well, table we were just we were just noting that all the pictures in john's house right now are kid height <laughs> yeah. so if you want to see some of the pictures you got to bend down which is unusual for like kyle and myself right right, right. short already so the idea that we don't have to bend down very far to see these pictures. Well, even his um his scolding signs yeah. is, is at <laughs> eye level for kids. Like, 
Put backpack away. Water <laughs> bottle on, what does it say? Counter. Counter. All kid height. Yeah. yeah. Bro, last night I came home and um, we would we, gone out to dinner and my um, son's homework was just like in the middle of the kitchen floor. <laughs> Wait. I swear, I swear, dude, that guy. Okay, so. He doesn't care at all. Uh huh. Let's say out of all the members in your house. Yeah. Are you the neatest person then? No, my daughter is. Oh, your daughter is? Yeah. Her room is, you, you could go in there any time of the day. It'll be nice and neat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Where did you get that from? I have no idea. Who's the messiest okay. then? Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're on air. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh she'll, she'll agree. She'll actually. agree. Okay. I'll show you her room. Okay. We can and look at her yeah, room after we'll this. We'll take the tour after this and, and okay. believe you me. Her room? You mean your room? No. So we have four bedrooms. So we have one room for, we have the master, uh-huh. we have the boys room, the girls room, and then she has her cave. She has wouldn't her own cave. cave. Wouldn't she yeah. mind though that you're taking us on a tour that might embarrass no. her? No. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. No. Okay, no. cool. Let's go. That's one of the things we really like about Stacy. She's just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So I do have My wife would kill me. Really? K-I-L-L me. Capital letters. Oh, oh, that reminds me. So I have a friend from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he texted me, he was listening and said, uh, do you know that you, does Stacy know that you talk about it on the podcast? And I said, no. <laughs> and I said, uh, let's keep it that way. He said, okay. But did you know that in South Africa, they have steak with cheese? It's a very common dish there. How did that relate to Stacy? I don't understand. Yeah, well, no, no. Are uh, you diverging here? Yeah, yeah. well, I'm... I'm Calling back to the previous conversation we had you about have, the oh, hamburger steak. Yes, with your cheese. local mocha cheese. Uh-huh. Yeah, local mocha cheese. What? So in South Africa, they have just steak, regular steak with uh-huh. cheese, with cheddar cheese. Interesting. And no it's, starch. That's. I don't know, but he is, he sent me the link um, of the of the restaurant that prepares it. But supposedly it's it's pretty. So for those of you, for those of you listening, this is how we get you to listen to the whole podcast. Because if you jump in in the middle. And you hear about steak with cheese, you'd be like, how did that come up in the conversation? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So you gotta listen to the beginning and then it'll all make Either sense. Either that or just. Because I just came in late. They'll just going, turn it what? off and go, I don't wanna listen to this anymore. <laughs> <There's> that too. <laughs> well, I just came in and went. But you know what I just what? realized? I'm on the podcast and I'm going, steak with cheese? I just what? realized that none of our wives probably listen to this podcast so we could talk about them. Yeah. Well, you can talk about yours and you can talk about yours. I ain't talking about mine. <laughs> Unless I make her look really good. Cheddar melt steak. Rump or sirloin topped with a slice of melted cheese and pepper or creamy mushroom sauce. What's it called? Cheddar melt steak. Cheddar melt. Cheddar. Yeah, melt steak. That thing on cheddar rice melt? would probably be super popular It here. comes with fries and onion rings here. You mm-hmm. can also have a garden salad, a hot vegetable, or baked potato. Huh? Is how yeah. they uh, how they do it. Well, you ate a better one. You ate local moko with cheese. Local moko with cheese. Yeah. Yes, and I've completely signed off on that. Yeah. You ever tried that? What? Okomoko with cheese? No, never. Okay, we'll never take you there. Before. We'll take you there. From where? From Jack's. Jack's? Oh, Not really? Jack yeah. in the Box because oh. everybody gets confused yes. when I know. Kyle he, goes, oh, you want to go Jack's? After we were done, Kyle's like, hey, let's go eat at Jack's. I'm like, I don't like to eat Jack in the Box. He goes, no, man, Jack's. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to eat at Jack in the Box. <laughs> you eat at Jack in the Box. And then they were closed. So then, well, no, but oh, not really? at that moment. Yeah. At yeah. that moment, I wanted to eat something else, and you would not let me eat there. You said, no, we got to go Jack's. No, I actually wanted to let you try the Lokomoku with cheese. Oh. By the way, there's also uh, something called a Tio de Nadal. Have you ever heard of that? No. It is a... <laughs> they call it the pooping log. <laughs> I never heard anything like it in my life. 
Where is it from? The uh, it is from Spain. Okay. Uh, they call it a pooping log because what you do is, uh, and it's for the holidays. I know we're done with the holidays, but uh, I, I just we were talking about it on there, and I couldn't believe it actually existed. So, <laughs> in in this area of Catalan, you've got this log okay. um, that you make look like an actual thing. So it's got eyes and a nose and a mouth, and kids are supposed to feed it candy. Okay. Right, and then it it poops out presents. Wow. Yeah. So this must be a pretty big log. Well, I, I guess, yeah. It's just very bizarre. And I went, oh, that's some weird stuff. And the, also, well, where did this come from? Is well, that part of Christmas? At least, at least my state yeah, yeah, tied I'm sorry. back. We're past Christmas so, already. Like, but oh. By the time this plays, it's way past Christmas. But I was I was fascinated because I went, wait, what? Like some just some of the weird stuff that other countries do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Uh, that I is see. completely normal for them. So this, yeah, this log, you're supposed to fill it with candy, right? And then at Christmas, you put the log in the fire, and the kids are supposed to whack at it. And while they whack at it, you're supposed to go get the presents that you've hidden. And then the log supposedly poops out all these presents. It's like a log piñata. It yeah. is, but you can't because it's an actual log and it's filled with candy, which well, doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's tradition in some place we don't understand. Or right? or uh, the, the story of, uh, what is his name? Um black samuel or something like that um it's santa has a helper okay right and he's (laughs) he sent his helper because he goes down the chimney and gets covered in soot so that he can walk and open the door for santa so santa can come in the house and drop off the presents and not get dirty and not get dirty wow that's kind of but they've been doing i guess (laughs) it's either it's in a european country somewhere and yeah Unfortunately, right in the times that we live in, if you call somebody black anything, they think that it's a it's a racial thing, and it's not actually a racial thing. He's black because he's covered in soot. And I just went, that's just weird, man. <laughs> what do you think that we do here culturally in Hawaii that people look across the world and go, that is weird, and I don't understand what that is and why they do it. Well, a lot of people call soda pop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's just our description for a, a drink. I mean, what is our what do you think we do here that we think it's normal everyday we eat, things? We eat ika and we eat kakimochi and spam and spam. People, oh man, people the spam thing is so. a big deal. Yeah, like I had to I had to actually make it for my roommate in college before he understood what the deal was with spam. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they all hated it, and then I made Did it. Did he like it? The, Oh yeah! Once I made it with the show you in the brown yeah. sugar, yeah. Oh, he was yeah. he's like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is awesome!" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's spam." He you goes, know, in Japan, oh. it's hard to get spam. Well, maybe yeah. not now, but at least ten years ago. Yeah. And so they would have restaurants. They'd have spam. It's almost like a delicacy kind in of thing. In Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there'd be guys that go there and and they'd they'd eat, they'd pay a lot of money for spam. Man, we should open up a spam shop in Japan. Yeah. Well, but, I figure. Well, that's the other thing they don't understand is why we have a lock on the spam over here. <laughs> yeah, why do we have a lot of no people? Because people right? steal it. Really? They steal really? It, yeah, they steal it and they resell it. Oh man, I guess so. I right? mean, the corned beef, the corned beef too, right? I mean, am I the only one? I like original spam. I don't like all that fancy crap. The chorizo spam, the teriyaki spam, the that whole buffet of spam they have at Food Land. I don't spam need that stuff, man. Was fine the way it was. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need to mess with spam. Don't mess with spam. The purists. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, okay, good. It's not just me. <laughs> Yo, by the way, did you also know? I, I just found this out recently. Zip pack, you yeah. can change what's in the zip pack. 
Oh, you can't? Then it, well, that, then it would become a surf pack or something else, right? No, no. What? If you... Okay, zip pack, what? Chicken, spam. Uh, fish. Fish. And what was the other thing? Terry meat. And the terry meat. And right? the plastic salad. Yeah, and the plastic salad. When you order your zip pack, you can change any one of those things. Well, you can change everything except the spam. So oh, if really? you decide you want a spam and three pieces of chicken, Bro, you can get spam everybody and three knows that. I have no it's idea. But you can't get like chili in there or, or no, you can't no, order but like I mean, a... But the fact that you can get, you know, two fish and a spam and a chicken. Yeah. Or two chicken. That. I had no idea. You can double it up It was a revelation for me. Huh. Seriously. Uh, did you know did, that, John? I didn't know. I, well, we all know that, are you? I don't know if I knew that in the sense that you could just do it, but I've, I've done that before. Yeah. You go, oh, I don't like the mahi or whatever it is. Can I substitute the Sorry, mahi for an extra piece of chicken? Beef, but. You know, and then they go, okay. Wow. But you know what you guys got to try before I forget to tell you guys okay. this? When you go to McDonald's in the morning and you get an Egg McMuffin. Okay. Just tell them, can I have an Egg McMuffin with Spam? Egg McMuffin? Like they put the Spam in the Egg McMuffin? Yeah, to replace the um, ham. Really? Yeah, oh. it's a Spam McMuffin. But it's not on the menu, but they'll do it for you. Because if they have the meat there, they'll just replace it. A Spam Egg McMuffin is unreal. Really? Think about it. It's Spam Egg and Muffin. <laughs> Think about it. It's Spam Egg and Muffin. <laughs> Try How it. How can you go wrong? Well, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to like it. Oh, guarantee But I like already it. like Egg McMuffin. But they should put that stuff on the menu because it'll be the number one seller in Hawaii. That's true, yeah, but I don't know why yes. they would not do it's that. Same price. Spam McMuffin. Same price. By the way, that McDonald's, uh, sorry, we sound like we're being like represented by McDonald's, but that, that app is really good, too. Oh, really? The McDonald's app? Yeah. I don't know. I waited for 45 minutes in the parking lot with that app. What? Yeah. We ordered. We go, hey, you want to try order? Who was I with? I forget. Sat in the parking lot for 45 minutes and going, oh. how come they're not coming? Then realized that there's a glitch in the computer and they never got our order. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, no, I mean... And it was hot. The sun was beating down on me. I got all sunburned. You had an air-conditioned car. At about 15 minutes, don't you just walk in and go, hey, I was with Todd. Oh, okay. So we went, yeah, we went yeah. fishing, and it was all hot already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The winds rolled down. He doesn't have air-conditioned in his truck. The sun is beating down on my head. And we were just talking start about fishing for like half an hour and realizing, hey, where's, where's the food, food, man? So I go, Todd, why don't you go in? And he goes, ah, a little while more. And then well, after see, a while... Because it's Todd, yeah, that's so why. Yeah, so after a while, he goes... I go, no, I think you should go in. He goes, yeah, maybe, yeah. And then we go in. He comes in. Oh, they forgot our order. There was a glitch in the computer and they <laughs> forgot. They out there forever. And I'm like, bro, 45 minutes and sunburn later. <laughs> you, I finally get like my cheeseburger or something. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Well, this part of the show is sponsored by Locations LLC. Locations is the largest locally owned real estate company in the state of Hawaii. By using the... By using the Locations Home Valuator, you get a more accurate value of your property than if you were to go on other sites such as Zillow or Trulia. This is because the Locations Home Valuator uses neighborhood data, data instead of zip code data to determine its analysis. Go to locationshawaii.com now and sign in to get your value. And you know what, guys? We're going to take a break. Myla is on her way. She should be here any minute. And we will come back with Myla gibson Batman after this. Thank you. 
Devin's really great, though. But it was so hard to get up in the morning. Well, plus, oh. I, was, I wasn't living in Kaka'ako yet. Yeah. I was oh, driving yeah. in from Mililani. Yeah. So it was See, like, we did it now. I think, I think it'd be now cool. I could. Because, yeah, you'd be, you'd be awake. Yes. And, yeah, it, you'd be able to wake up and just drive over. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we may have to try that out. We should. Okay. And we are back here at our podcast at my house. You can hear the kids playing in the back. And the birds. And the birds. Which you the, hate. But the birds that I hate and I the like dogs. It. Well, <laughs> we, we've gone through this on the podcast, but I have my issues with the birds. Actually, I don't have issues with birds. I have people. people it's the people, people feeding people feed the, birds. the birds at oh. the park. Yeah, they're crapping his. And there's, uh, his house. there's a lot of birds that come oh. around now. He has that issue and people feeding feral cats. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. All it, of it you was, friendly Hawaii Kai folk. It was a, it was a <laughs> subject of the pod. But well, we're here with Myla Gibson Bandman. Myla, thank Hi. you so much for being here. Thank you for having as me. As our special guest. We have questions for you. We have um, subjects to talk about. But overall, how are you doing? I'm great. I uh, I just did my Christmas concert with Ben Vegas on Sunday. Yeah, I Sunday. saw that online. How did, how did it go? Well, I mean, it looked awesome. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Um, but yesterday, I just like stayed on the couch all day oh, and then nice. today I probably would have done the same if I didn't come here <laughs> so uh, I love that you know you introduced me as a mega star on yeah, of Instagram course, man. I'm like what <laughs> you are a mega star oh my gosh you're not Myla Gibson is yeah today I look like a desperate housewife <laughs> for sure I don't even look like a realtor <laughs> wow which she also does by the way that's right. That's yes. right. You're with Engel and Volkers. I am. I and love drinking out of this locations cup. <laughs> it makes me feel very unified. Wow. With the, I don't, she my just life, went I right do. there. Okay. Hey. Cool. It makes me feel very unified with the real estate community because that's, that's right. what it's all about. That's, right. that's us go. sharing Working and cooperating. Together. That's why yes. it's called a cooperating yeah. broker. There you <laughs> go. That's right. Well, I, I want to get straight into these questions because, um, like I was saying earlier, we're about one thirty in the in the afternoon right now. And the kids are out there playing, but at 2.15, they're going to all get out of school, and that'll be it. Because it's going to be <laughs> pandemonium. Number one, because it's going to be so loud with everybody coming out of class. And number two, my kids will get home about 2.20, 2.25, and then forget it. Because mm. there's no way you can keep them quiet, especially in their own It'd be kind house. of fun, actually, to hope to have the door. Yeah. It would like, be. Dad! Let's keep going until we can't go anymore. Let's do. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's see if it's really as bad as yeah. you say. Because yeah. these okay. birds are really mellow. Oh, yeah. No, no. They come they're first thing in the morning and then late at night. But I don't have a problem with the noise of the birds. Mm. Actually, the noise of the birds is quite pleasant. It's the hundreds of birds that stand on the roof that I have an issue with. And they just stand there and they just look down, you know, because they're (laughs) waiting for people to come. They look down with their judging eyes. Yeah. And they poop (laughs) a lot. So I get my son's uh, Nerf gun and I shoot at them and they fly away, which is actually kind of fun. But I just can't do it often enough to keep Mm. them away. You know, well, that and yeah, you'll have people. 
chasing after you, probably. Yes, not, not Nerf guns. Feed them. Yeah, Nerf guns don't kill yeah, them. They, they just kind of shoot them away. They don't want you to do anything to the birds. They yeah. just want the birds to live, be themselves, and do what they'd like to do. Well, that ain't happening here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I paid for this space. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's get to Myla. Okay, so we posed some uh, online uh, questions. We asked for some questions online from Myla just to get to know her. And actually, you know what? Actually, before we even go into that, now, I found out that you're not born in Hawaii. You moved here when you were young, right? He yes. had no you, idea. I was you tripping That's from? amazing. Yeah. I'm from Missouri. Missouri? Missouri. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was born there and lived there until I was nine. And okay. then we moved here uh, to Wahiwa. And I went to oh. Ka'ala Elementary, uh, third and fourth grade, because my grandma had cancer. And so my mom wanted to make sure that we came out here and... Um, got to know her and she passed away and then um, we stayed for a few more years after that we moved to Mililani and I went to Mililani Uka and then I went to Wheeler for intermediate school and then in eighth grade I moved back to the mainland and finished high school there oh I thought you were from Kauai for some reason (laughs) and I have a lot of family funny on story. I know it's funny <laughs> everywhere I go it's like I, I claim it as my home or, or the home claims me it's kind of interesting so uh, I actually started my singing career on Kauai so I think oh. that's why the island is like she's a Kauai girl and I'm like yeah sure, uh, sure. but I did visit Kauai every summer um, in high school because my mom was living there and I have a lot of family there and I moved there right out of high school and started singing so oh. your mom is originally from... My mom's originally from Wahiwa. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we're... Oh, you're <laughs> all over the place. I'm just explains why she can speak pigeon. This right. Because she spent her formative <laughs> years in Wahiwa. If you don't learn how to speak pigeon in Wahiwa... Between Wahiwa and Kauai. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's true. You know amazing. Chance, you know what chance, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Wahiwa and Kauai have two different dialects of they pigeon. They do. They do. Yeah, it's like different language. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what part of Kauai were you, were you in? Uh, <laughs> we're kind of all over. Um, Hanamaulu, uh, Wailua, Kapa'a. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that is mo- all we over. We moved a lot, which Dang. is why I became a real estate agent. Because <laughs> I was like, I need to help people get settled. I'm an expert in I am, this. Yes, I know so many neighborhoods. Were you in the military family? Or? No, my dad was in the army when he met my mom. Uh-huh. Uh, but he got out like right when they got married huh. and that's why they moved to Missouri oh. it was a typical like local girl story where my grandma told my mom you're gonna go with the Howley guy and he's gonna provide a better life for you so get out of here oh. wow interesting yeah and then you ended up in Missouri and I ended up in Missouri <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> calling your mom going what'd you say I know <laughs> we're gonna do what I know but we oh. had a nice life there oh, it was very really nice like yeah you know, um, it was a, we lived in a great neighborhood. We would stay out till dark. Our mm. dog was not in a fenced yard. She would just roam mm. the neighborhood. Cool. And we never worried about her running away or getting stolen. And she was a cocker spaniel. You oh, know, it's wow. like. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. And she would scratch at the door and we would just open it and let her out. And she'd be gone for hours and <laughs> we'd never worry. That's that's the kind of childhood we had. It was really awesome. That's so cool. looking back now when you, you know, now that you're an adult and stuff, looking back when you used to move around a lot, yes. did you enjoy it at that time or did you like not appreciate it? Um, I didn't appreciate it when I had to leave in the eighth grade. 
because you that I mean, gosh, I was thirteen yeah. and all your friends. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I had to do that and move, we actually moved to Oregon first, and that was a really difficult transition for me because um, Oregon's nothing like Missouri. In Missouri, <laughs> I was like, I stood out. I was the Hawaiian mm. girl, you know. Yeah. In Missouri, at the time, you were either white or black. So with me, it was like, what are you? <laughs> and people were intrigued, and I uh-huh. would just say, well, I'm Hawaiian. Which I'm like an eighth Hawaiian, and I'm like a quarter Filipino, and a quarter Chinese, and a, and half Hawaii, or whatever. How's that for math? But anyway, <laughs> I'm really good at real estate, I promise. But I, anyway, um, yeah. So I stood out there when I got to Oregon. There's there's a lot of Asians, mm, and and yeah. then the Asians all. Uh, divide up too so yeah. if you're filipino you hang with filipinos if you're chinese you hang with the chinese and um and you were and like i didn't know where to go well, yeah, where do i go yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. and actually so. inside i feel like i'm a white girl so i'm like i know i need to hang out with the popular white kids mm. and they didn't want me oh yeah so i didn't know where to go well how you like me now That's right, huh? <laughs> wow. actually that's when i started writing songs and they were oh. that the those types of songs oh, you know really? like one day someday <laughs> and i was listening to mariah carey a lot at oh, the time okay, okay. you know and she had that song someday right and that was like my anthem i'm like someday interesting yeah well actually that that leads into one of the questions oh, so okay. this is one of my favorite questions that came in it's from advance mo and i'm going to read it verbatim because i like what he wrote here he said many of today's performers sing with an overly expressive vocal gymnastics style what is Myla's reason for not adapt, adopting that horrible technique? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But uh, you, you know what you know what he's saying, right? There's I the do. Christina Aguilera thing. Everyone tries to emulate that, mm-hmm. and just, it's a lot of just like mm-hmm. run Jennifer after run after, after run after run after run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack yeah. Ross nipping at your nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, I am really intentional about that because I love the stories of the songs and I feel a responsibility um, mm. to tell the story. And maybe also because I'm a little bit chicken. I'm uh, Honestly, I'm kind of scared to go way outside and to sing licks and riffs because of... Who, is, who asked the question? At Vance Mo. At Vance Mo. Because of questions like that. Mm. Like, what did he call it? Um... Adopting a horrible (laughs) technique, right? So if you're going to riff and you're going to do licks, they better be darn good. That's right. You know, they better be. The Brian McKnight's of the world can do it, right? I mean, they they can hit every single note and it sounds good and it fits. But if you can't do it, then do not try. Right, right. But it's hard to tell because everybody, there's so many songs out there that are like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think uh, our mutual friend Sunway. Yes. She would every so often she would bring me up to sing. And she'd go, "You can sing because you can just sing the songs because mm-hmm. you'll do all this weird stuff." And I went, I-, "I don't know how to do that exactly. weird stuff." Exactly. But Sunway's kind of the same way. She sings the song. She sings it well. You go, "Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the way the song sounds." Oh, John too. Yeah, I, John I do too. not do a lot of no, that. No, yeah, no, you never did of vocal gymnastics. Yeah. How come you don't do it? Because I can't. Yeah, see, so That's I right. kind of feel that way too. Yeah. I, I feel like I could if I really wanted to. Oh, you totally could. No, to. you totally could. Uh, but I'm I'm chicken, and but I also I commit to telling the story of the yeah. song. Yeah, and then at a certain point you get your style, right? And then yes. If your style's not that, you you just you kind of get comfortable with what you do. I think. Did you yeah. ever try when you were young trying to oh, hone your course. voice? Oh, yeah, man. Well, her her heroine was Mariah Carey. 
Yeah, <laughs> so, it's true. Did you hit but, the whistle note thing? Uh, no. no. So at what point did you say, I'm going to have my own voice? Well, okay, you know? so up until Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey's a huge influence for me because she's a songwriter and her voice is, I mean, gosh, her voice was so great. Um, till about the, to me, the third album, Dream the Dream Lo- or the Music Box album, mm-hmm. like I remember my sister and I used to like lay on the beach and sing every song from start to finish, like all 10 or 11 songs with all the licks. Um, and it would take like an hour and a half, but we would sing through everything and even sing the solos and, oh, wow. and the licks and, and the um, whatever, the, the hooks of the songs. But it was after that album that I noticed, I was like, what's she doing? You know, when the fantasy album came out and like she oh, started to oh. lick and riff. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was then that I kind of was like, I don't like that. So I identified that. I want to say huh. I was like 16 at oh, the time. Interesting. Yeah. Prior yeah. to that, though, I would go off with the national anthem. Like, oh, I would yeah. totally like try to do three my own thing. National yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Carey, especially when she started, she was very packaged. Like even yes. her oh, yeah. look and everything. Polished. And then, well, she had yeah. her husband who was yeah yes. five times older than her. Yeah, Matola, right? Yeah. He took over, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, on one hand, it's like oh, he was controlling and all that, but he did a kind of a good job in. Mm-hmm. in packaging her to you know appeal to the masses yes Mm -hmm. didn't she um launch her whole thing from arsenio hall yes right she did i I don't know she was this package already but when she hit arsenio hall that was it oh really yeah that's when everything exploded yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. i remember that yeah i remember arsenio hall (laughs) (laughs) you're in uh how old were you i was probably in intermediate school oh okay yep Yeah, Uh yeah 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 so you know he was he was the man. He back was then. the man. Yeah, he called out everybody. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. I just Wait. seen a, a clip on YouTube where he actually called out Vanilla Ice. Oh really? Yeah, about like appropriation and rap and oh, music really? and mm-hmm. yeah, I was like he fully on the him. show. Yeah, on the show. There's clips of it. It's uncomfortable actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. interesting. He was never afraid to just stand up for what he thought was. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and he was authentic about it, too. Yeah. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing it to take a stand. It was just, hey, yeah. this is how I feel, and I'm going to say it. I, I think he did it really well. Yeah, so he, he um, Vanilla Ice brought up Flavor Flav right before the interview for no reason. Hey, I want to shout out to Flavor Flav. And he came on stage, and Arsenio was like, you know, um, why'd you bring him up for? You know, oh, really? Kind of questioning him, you know, well, you just need the credentials kind of thing. Or it was like really uncomfortable. Interesting. Yeah. So he was a he was an interesting dude, man. Oh, if you listen to the Vanilla Ice album, you go, yeah, okay. Vanilla Ice <laughs> has come full circle, though, because if you look online now, you find him. He, he does do Ice Ice Baby. For many, many years, he would never sing that song. Yeah. And then he did like the... Um, grunge version. Grunge version, yeah. the rock version of it. And then he would only do it that way. But now he's back to doing it. You know, the, well, the because everything way. 90s is hip again. Yeah, yeah. You know, people have that nostalgia and they want to hear it. Yeah, and, you know, the I whole can... Friends thing now. Friends. Is oh, huge. I know. Yeah. Friends is huge. Yeah, they're doing some kind of reboot. It's now. the number two. It's the number two most watched thing on Netflix. Yeah. Really? The kids are watching it and they're yeah. relating to it, which is yeah, weird. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Although some people are having an issue with the whole. Some. Oh, this is some podcast. And they're like, well, Friends just wasn't very funny. Like what? What? <laughs> What's wrong with what, you? What episodes were you watching? Yeah, the so, writing was just uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know what's great? They they became your friends. Like you knew all their inside jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and you got to know them. And I think that's what made it. Yeah. Uh, stand the test of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John's wife just came home. Okay, oh, everybody. Hey, Stace. Hey, Stace. Everybody got to be quiet now. Don't talk about Stace because she's here. 
<laughs> just did like 20 minutes on my wife before she got here. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. We'll tell you about it afterwards. So, so Miley, these are this is from Todd, and uh, these are kind of standard questions. But um, how did you start singing? Do you have formal training? You already talked about your influences, Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. and of course uh, Kanoa Gibson. Yes. Your other influence. But uh, how did you get into the music biz? Well, okay, I always, always sang, so I can't imagine um, what it's like to just go, I'm going to be a singer, because I, <laughs> I knew it, like, from, mm. I feel like I knew it from birth. Um, I loved Olivia Newton-John, I loved oh, Karen Carpenter, man. like, mm. I had their 45s. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson What's a 45? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, kids. I, I have this picture of me with the, a Duran Duran record oh. album when wow. I was, like, seven. Love it. Wow. Yeah. I love it. So I, I'm there. I'm there with yeah. you. Yeah. So definitely 80s music and then Mariah Carey. And then I got into country, of course, living in Missouri. Mm. Do, you, do you remember your first cassette that you owned? Uh, I think it was... It was ma- probably a CD, bro. It was a cassette. Oh, it was a cassette? <laughs> really? Wow. I think it was Madonna. And then your first CD? My first CD was um, Extreme. Whoa! Corner graffiti. Yes. Okay. All right. My first CD was uh, "Color Me Bad." Oh, oh shameful! <laughs> I wow. know. That's awesome. Oh, terrible. Wow. No, it's awesome. So what about you, Dev? Me? Yeah. Uh, Billy Joel, "A Stranger." Oh, oh good choice. Wow. Of course, that was yeah. your good, good musical taste. No, no, cassette was like, was like three of them, because I I just saved up enough money so I could buy, ACDC, Back in Black, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall, and. Journey Escape. Oh, good choice. Wow. Oh, man. And then I added like Billy Joel in there too. So That's cool. My first album was Pablo Cruz. Wow. <laughs> I know who that is. Yeah. yeah. Actually, they're really good, man. Yeah. yeah. First cassette. California Rock. First cassette was Queen News of the World. Okay. Ah. And first CD was Cars, the Door to Door. Wow. Their album when they just came out with CD form. Cool. We're really yeah. dating ourselves on this. We, we talked are- about Kikaida last podcast, yeah, and now we're going to yeah. talk about um, okay. Pablo Cruz. And we're really showing <laughs> That's our when age they used here. to do music, man. Yeah, these kids <laughs> that nowadays, was the good, they don't know. These kids, they don't know. <laughs> so, so, how I, did, wait, wait, so, so Myla, how did you get wrapped into the local music? Because you were on Kauai. Yes. Well, you were doing like um, convention stuff up there? What, what, were you, what were you doing? So the funny thing is, is that I always sang in Missouri. It wasn't until I moved here when I was nine um, my mom like at church and stuff singing? No, it was karaoke. Oh. Hey. The Filipino side of my family was very <laughs> serious about karaoke. Mm-hmm. And this was in Mililani. And um, oh my gosh, like they would even do like shows. And really? Wow. So one night I just was like, I want to sing. And my uncles are like, yeah, okay. And I sang <laughs> The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Oh. Oh. And the room went quiet and I was nine. <laughs> and my uncle was like telling my mom, my mom's name is Avon. Yvonne, your daughter can sing. And she's like, huh? Like, you know, like, really? And I was like, duh. And so um, I don't know what happened after that. I started somehow performing in malls, like Pearl Ridge and all Moana. And then I was in Halau, and my kumu, Hokulani Dirego, would ask me to sing at shows to, like, karaoke tracks. And then I did my first jingle when I was nine with Michael W. Perry oh my. for Metal Gold, if you remember. Wow. How did that jingle go? Got to have my Metal Gold. That was you? <laughs> so it was my oh. voice, doubled and tripled and quadrupled, like uh-huh. so many times. There were a couple of other kids as well. 
Wow. Nelly was one of them. Nelly, oh, yeah, for the, uh, the, ukulele teacher. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was when I was nine. Then I moved back to the mainland, wasn't really singing, was in choir. I sang in church and stuff. And then when I moved from Missouri to Kauai, I entered a karaoke contest at Kukui Grove Shopping Center, and I lost. <laughs> what? I lost. There were, like, four people. I didn't even make, like, the, the runner-up. Um, and I went home that night going, why? Why did people tell me I could sing? Like, mm, I, interesting. I don't, think, I don't think I can. What song did you those choose? People that beat me weren't very good, uh-huh. you know. And I'm like, I, I sang "Hero" by Mariah Carey. Oh, oh wow, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah. And so, um, anyway, people were like, "Do another one." So I entered another one. It was called "The Shower of Stars," and this one was a big contest at Kukui Grove again. And there were like thirty. <laughs> it's the people. only place they have. Yeah, contests. pretty much. Kukui Grove is a place you go. There were like 30 people in it, and they narrowed it down to 12 finalists, and I was not one of them. Wow. Wow. And I was like devastated, and my auntie was so angry, and she went up to the guy that coordinated it and was like, I want to see the score, the score sheet. I want to know what you guys are basing this off of, because there's no way she didn't not make one of the 12. Mm. And he was like, you know what? I don't know what it is. You know, you're being a stage mom. And she's like, I'm not her mom. I'm her auntie. <laughs> and he's like, maybe it's her outfit. I don't know. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And so I went home and I was like, that's it. I, I, I'm not ever singing again. Wow. And so the next day, this guy reaches out to me. His name was Art Umezu. And he said, I really loved your voice and I loved your performance and you have something special. I'd like to get you in the studio. So I went into Glenn Medeiros' recording studio. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so I went into the studio, I recorded, and then Art Umezu found an opportunity for me to go to Japan and record an album. Oh, the contest so was in Japan. August. I went to Japan in November. Oh, wow. Oh, that a couple months later. Yeah. And you were like, what, 18? Or? Yeah, 18. And I recorded a full album. And it was for this company called Murasaki Sports. That's a and huge company in Japan. It's a huge Japan. company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. And then I came home and there was all kinds of press about it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of started everything. Do you still have a copy of the album? It's like on Amazon. It's awful. Oh my God. <laughs> it's awful. We can find like, it? No. Oh my God. Well, hang on. We all got smartphones. So did, you, did you so ever we'll do the Hawaii Stars our... thing? Or did, was that like. Afterwards, I never beyond. did Hawaii Stars. Uh-huh. I never officially entered. Okay. It. I actually went from like not winning karaoke contests to being a judge. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And then how did you get hooked up with the Hawaiian style band? It was it was the same time right after I did that album and the press came out. Art Umezu, I believe, hooked up with Wade Camburn okay. from oh, okay. Hawaiian style band, and. Hawaiian, I loved the Hawaiian style band. Like to oh, me, yeah. they are just like, mm. oh my gosh, such great music, and always so sad that they broke up, you know. But anyway, um, sure. he contacted them, and they were breaking up at the time. Mm-hmm. So Roby had just left. They had a new singer, Nadia. Nadia was leaving. There was some kind of falling out. Fiji was already gone. Fiji was already yeah, gone and on his own. And I joined them because they had gigs on the books that they needed to oh, do. Oh, I see, I see. It wasn't really the intent of me to replace anybody. It was just, we need mm. a female singer. <laughs> and she's available. Got so it. I did the gigs. And that was hard because people love Roby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think it was even hard for Nadia, the next singer, to 
you know, fill that void. I can't imagine. Well, your tone is different too. I mean, your styles of singing oh, totally. are very different. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, were you forced to sound like when you no. when you sang the Hawaiian style band like original songs? You kind of took your own. I twist just sang. To it. I just sang yeah. the song. Uh, cool. Yeah. Huh. Okay. By the way, um, what when what year did that album come out? Do you remember? The Myla Gibson album. Yes. Oh man, it was in like 1996. Okay. 1997. I've got one from 2005. Is that right? That's my solo album. That's your solo album. Mm-hmm. Guess how much your solo album is going for on Amazon? How much? A hundred and eighteen dollars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? If you want my wow. solo album, you can buy it on Amazon. A hundred and eighteen dollars. I was like, whoa, right is it, on. Is it because it's not in print anymore? Uh, I have no idea. Probably. Oh, okay. Probably. But that was pretty cool. You know what? You should buy it right now. Have her sign it and resell it. With the signature on it. With the signature on it. Okay, you picture of eight hundred dollars. Then you guys chop it four hundred each. That's That's funny. Oh, that's interesting. Oh my gosh. I wonder how much the Japan one goes. I know, right? That one's really rare. We're gonna we're gonna search Mm. for that one. See if we're gonna find it. Yeah, because back when you were doing the Hawaiian style band stuff, I, I had not entered the music business yet. I was like an aspiring, trying to get there, you know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I remember you coming like, oh man, they have a new singer, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Really? It was kind of a big deal. I was at Evan 100, and when, we, when oh, the album came out, yeah, 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 and yeah, Ohana yeah. and all that came out, we went, who is this? What Hawaiian style band is this? Right, because yeah. Nadia was totally, yeah. totally different, yeah, and the music was totally different. Yeah, yeah. When I finally recorded, it was supposed to be a Hawaiian-style band project, but Brian Kessler was already gone, and it was really only Wade. So mm. Wade ended oh. up releasing an album called The Blue Canoe. Oh, and I, I that sang album. on that. Oh, that's oh you I sang on that album? I sang on that one. I did a song called Raining in Town. I worked for Hawaiian-style in the 90s. Oh! So I saw um, the Hawaiian-style band kind of form. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they originally wrote the original jingle for Hawaiian hey style. Right, right. Well, they, they wrote oh. the Hinana locomotion one first, and then Hawaiian style wrote Live a Little Hawaiian oh, style. Oh, okay. And that was a slogan that we used for our brand that we was working right, for. Right, right, right. And then I think Rob Burns said, oh, we should do an album. Yeah. And he produced an album. And then Avi Kirati was a, um artist that was doing artwork for Kahala. Mm-hmm. And that Rhythm of the Ocean painting set in, in the office oh, on the I see, floor. I see. And I said, hey, that's the, that's the album cover right there. So mm. you see that that guy playing the bongos. Yeah, yeah. That that's the, from original painting from Avi. By the way, Rob Burns is still around. Yes. I still bump into him every once in a while. Isn't he a real estate agent? He's no. a real estate yeah. agent. What is it with all the musicians? And I think he lives uh, on Blackpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. But he every time I see him, he's like. Uh, it, well, this is years years ago, so I don't know what's going on now because there's the Hawaiian style bands back together. But he'd be like, Hey, John, I still I still have the Hawaiian style band name, you know. Okay, it's like so. If you ever want to, you know, do anything with that, oh, like, okay, well, that's interesting. Weird, but okay, <laughs> yeah, but I think like you know, he's in his mind, it's a valuable commodity, and you could form it into something else. But I'm like, man, I, I'm not ready to take on a whole new project like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, seems not like with a that lot. name attached yeah. to it. I think yeah. that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. Unless I don't know, you had somebody like Myla Gibson, maybe. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, at eighty. 00s so it's like 80s so apart from being a fantastic singer does Myla play any musical instruments oh uh, I play a little bit of ukulele I play a little guitar uh, keyboards I play like chords you know okay. like I was teaching voice lessons for a while so I had to force myself to oh, learn how uh-huh, to play uh-huh. the, mm. you know 
chords and scales. Sing this note. La. Yeah, that note for real. <laughs> Thankfully, I had a, a good amount of time to ramp up to teaching. Oh, well, you didn't ask a question. So did you have any formal training singing? I did. Uh, as a child, no. High school, no, other than choir. I took a few lessons from Melvin Lead when I was about 11 okay. years old. Wow. And she taught me a lot, mostly about phrasing and about... Um, telling the story of a song. She was mm. a, a really big influence with that regard. And then when I got into professional singing, more so when I was singing with the Paradise Sisters, which is when uh, I met you, John. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I'll tell that story in a moment. I remember this. But I was, I was gigging like five nights a week, you know, and I was oh, like 20. Yeah, yeah. And you could smoke in bars then, yep. right? I remember oh, those yeah. days. Yeah, <laughs> and it was brutal. And then I was going to college, and I had a day job. I just nuts. So my voice was really like hoarse and tired all the time so you, i went to you, you look back on those days and think like man it's a good thing i was young yeah right because you could recover from all that yes. stuff. yes versus nowadays it's like no way good luck i mean i was on the couch all day yesterday after my concert <laughs> <laughs> so and i'm in a titta bun now <laughs> i mean i could take one more day off but john i met you when i got into the band the paradise sisters and that okay. was a convention band and okay. I was living on Kauai at the time when I uh, auditioned for the band. And Ben Vegas was the musical director, so that's how I met him. Okay. But we did this 4th of July performance at Ala Moana Shopping Center. Oh. Uh-huh. Outside on, the, on in the parking lot. Yeah. Okay. And you had just come out with the Pure Heart album, and you guys opened. That's right. This was in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was those televised. Are the, when there's like yes. plenty of people was there. But the you level, opened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys weren't even on television. You guys were oh, like... Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Just the way I so like good. it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and I introduced myself to you, and you were so nice. You guys were so, so nice. I know. I Look how he is now, yeah. I know. I know. Look what I've become. <laughs> Shooting birds with his Nerf gun. Oh. <laughs> Complaining about kids. But I remember, um, we talked to Ben, because Ben is... Uh, our, we have a friend, Taz Vegas, uh-huh. who's Ben's nephew. Yes. And so we knew who Ben was. So uh-huh. we were asking him about, oh, you know, the business. And Ben was giving us uh, pointers and stuff cool. like that. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that gig. That's about... What's a um, convention band? A convention band is one that doesn't do recordings. They're not looking to uh, build a following. They just, they get paid to do That's shows true. and gigs for big companies that come into town. Oh, and they get paid gotcha. a lot. And they get paid yeah. a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Being um, a convention band is yeah, awesome. Convention is. work is great. Because you just you can just do the gig and go home and be a hermit. You know, there's no like, oh my image. Not yeah, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. do that now, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, like it there's no pressure. Is it is it like um you guys play to together so well you can just show up at the gig without rehearsing and yeah, just, yeah. just yes. jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well usually there's like <clears throat> like she was saying, there's a musical director like Ben who kind of sets the the set list and, uh-huh. you know, kind of interacts with the company to determine what they want. And then he puts the band together, comes up with the music and all that kind of stuff. They do it a lot on the mainland. I know uh, when Taylor Dane came into town yeah. to play. Yeah. Her yeah. musical director. Amazing. This guy just puts out feelers, says, I know that guy, I know that guy, I know that guy. Or somebody says, okay, I need, he says, I need a bassist. They go, okay, well, grab that guy. Uh-huh. He goes, okay. He, he hires them, sends them the music, mm-hmm. and then says, okay, meet me in Hawaii this time. Mm-hmm. This is when the show happens. Yep. And they literally, they hit the stage. They do maybe a little bit of practice, but then they just go. And wow. I, went, I was like, what? And he goes, I'm trusting that these guys are professionals and they're going to know what to do. And I went, 
wow, that's that's yeah. a crazy amount of trust. It also makes it fun for you guys. Too, it does. Right? It's not like, okay, this is gonna be the fifteenth time we're gonna play this song, and now we're gonna play it live. Well, you sometimes, know? yeah. You know. <laughs> well, you had well, Paradise Sisters. You had a set list sometimes too. Right? Yes. That, that repeated. Yeah. Because you guys. Here's, said, here's the hard thing about a convention band, though. So when I got into it, I was twenty, nineteen, twenty. And I also wanted to record and write songs and do my own performances, and so it it gets like it's that artist, um, I don't know, that challenge of being an artist because mm. in a convention band you're not being an artist, you are showing up yeah. for work. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're playing mm-hmm. music, for and a you're living. playing other people's music. Yes, oh, most definitely. And, <laughs> and yeah, and Wait, the crowd you're playing sorry, to. Sorry, time out, Stace. Can you grab everybody's shoes? Oh, thank you. It just started raining. I think the shoe's going to get all wet. And am I supposed to share this with people, or are you just giving this to us? We'll eat that I later. for you. You can eat it. I mean, everybody. Oh, okay. I just checked my it. Wife just bought she gave it to me. Yeah, I know. So yeah. I can't eat that. My, my wife just bought pork rinds to the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have microphones in front of our <laughs> I know. That's why I mean, <laughs> absolutely well, no you. way they're going to eat it. It's like Ryan. Torture for us. We get pork rinds on that be able to eat it. Sorry, it just started raining hard, so. Yeah. But okay, so yeah, so convention bands, it's there's a give and a take. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's great to do what you love for a living, and if you're kind of like not doing the artist thing anymore, yeah, or or you're not interested in doing the artist thing, it's awesome, because we met Sting. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We met Clint yep. Eastwood. Uh, there are so many great artists that come into town for these. So here, here's the secret that nobody knows. That we can share, because uh, and Devin probably has been on the side of it. There are a lot of companies that have their retreats and their executive meetings and stuff in Hawaii. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have awesome entertainment, like Blues Traveler, mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. You know, bring like James Taylor or whatever. James right? Taylor. Yeah. I, got to, yeah. I got to do a show with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see? They were here in the Big Island, dude. They did a whole concert. And wow. nobody knew they were here. And no one knows that they're and here. Aerosmith too, right? Yeah, Santana. Yeah, yeah. Aerosmith. Yeah, Santana does a lot. Santana Fleetwood Mac. And yep. Yeah, Fleetwood yep. Mac came so, in town. You know, being that you guys are in that... That so the convention, convention bands would be like, oh, we're gonna open for this man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you get to talk to them at least? What's up to you? Like, or hang out? Is there a green room where you can hang Not out? Not really. Them? We're we're kind of separate from yeah. the stars. You're the uh-huh. hired help. We're hired help <laughs> for sure. So you don't, you, you're you're told not to fraternize with really, the entertainers. No. Uh, if you're backstage, you, they're they're around. You can kind of. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to Sting? No, I didn't. <laughs> but we got to like go. And watch watch show, that private right. show, yeah. which uh-huh. yeah, yeah. that convention was probably 400 people, 500 people, so it wasn't huge. Yeah, and so it was intimate enough that it was like, wow. Yeah, I'm with. Sting. I did one like that with uh, Kenny Loggins. That's oh, so cool. 200 people on Kenny Loggins. You know, I got to sit on like right on the stage and just watch the whole show. It's great. Yeah. But you can't take pictures. You can't do anything. Well, I, I don't, don't think they care. But I didn't yeah. want to bother him because you know he's getting ready to go on stage and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be like, hey, can I grab a selfie with you? Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's Kenny Loggins, though, man. I would yeah. just be like, Kenny. Like if I seen him at Safeway or something. <laughs> wait, wait, like, the, the one time I I don't normally get starstruck, but the one time I was speechless. We we're on Maui on our vacation, and I was at we we're at Whole Foods, you know, and I'm like, Stace. That is weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Checking out his food, you know? Because he, he has a house out there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. oh my God. Should I say hi? You know, like, and I just couldn't bring myself to bother him. Because I know he's on vacation too. Like, I don't want to bother him, you know? Yeah. 
But man, I was yeah, but so Weird like, Al is so cool, man. I would think he Yeah, I know he's a really nice guy, but I just didn't want to bother him. Oh, but we see that, Weird Al a bunch of times. Yeah, Stacey's what? Weird Al really? a lot. Yeah. yeah. If you go to Maui at Christmas, you can see a lot. I've seen like Ashley Simpson, Paris Hilton, Weird Al a few times. Everybody hangs out in Maui. Yeah, yeah. everybody goes to Maui. Lahaina. Go Maui for. Maui, wow. You should go Kauai instead. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, well, I That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I said Kauai. That's You're okay. You're supposed to say Kauai. You can now, say right? Kauai. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with That's that. all I know the people from Kauai. I yeah. still say Big <laughs> Island. Kauai. It's they not correct, Kauai, right? right? Big Island's not correct anymore? No, you're supposed to say the island of Hawaii. Really? Oh, really? They don't call I it the Big, Big island, island anymore now. Yeah. Hawaii oh. Island, yeah, they call it. I don't know, but I'm from Big Island. I mean, remember the guy? <laughs> you call it Big Island. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, who was it that sang that song, Hawaii Kane? Yeah. We from the, the big, big, big island. island. Yeah. Yeah. Now they gotta say, we from the Hawaii Island. And we love our land. Interesting. Well, your well, kids are gonna be stuck because they're in the rain now. So oh, that's not gonna stop them. No, they'll be home. But that's it's cool. Uh, they got three minutes, and then we got that. Well, when they get here, we'll put them on maybe. Okay. I have a novice singing question okay. to ask you guys. You okay. and John, since you guys are professional singers, Devin too, I guess. Yeah. No, but you know, like we sing karaoke a lot. Uh huh. And we, you know, when we were younger, not not so much. But if I put in like a hoodie and a blowfish song. And I'm giving a microphone. I'm gonna try my best to sound like Hootie on the Blowfish. You're in me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. At what point do you realize you find your own voice and you can deliver that, and people still appreciate it? Because when I'm at a karaoke place, I'm just thinking, oh, they don't want to hear Kyle's voice singing Hootie. They would want to hear <laughs> oh. like Hootie's voice singing Hootie, or at least close to it. So I'm always trying to pantomime, or like not pantomime, but like. Imitate. Imitate. Yeah, yeah. That's normal. That, that's normal. I still do that to this Me day. Me too. You Me do? Too. Yeah. I always think like, how would Ernie Cruz Jr. sing this song? <laughs> and I try to do that. But you sound like John singing an Ernie Cruz song. <laughs> that's Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I, I try to like emulate Ernie Cruz because he's my favorite singer. You know? Uh-huh. But then I sound like me. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, yeah. So when did you find the, your, your voice to be like the voice of you? Is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? What I'm saying yeah. is the voice of John is a is a shitty imitation, imitation of Ernie Cruz <laughs> Jr. No, to this day. No, it's not. Well, well actually, yeah, you know what? If if I was thinking about it, when you sing Green Rose Hula, right? Yeah. Green Rose yeah. Hula is a song that Kao used to play all the time. Oh really? Well, at least I'd I'd heard Ernie oh. sing it. Because he knows that song. So yeah, I can hear in certain phrasing, I think, yeah, you are going, huh. Yeah, I'm like, how would Ernie Cruz sing this? You know. oh. So I'm actually sounding like a shittier version of Darius Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you're pretty good, dude. You get the you get the gruff thing going in your voice. Like, you should hear him sing Pro Jam. Pro Jam. Oh, oh yeah. a pro I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no yeah. singer. Do you do even flow? Yeah, he does. Oh, nice. I'm, a, I'm a shitty version of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're all the shitty versions of somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be somebody. Yeah. Right? True. You guys are somebody, though. Uh, I'm just yeah. a guy at a karaoke bar once in a while trying to <laughs> entertain people, you know? So okay. we're the guys in a restaurant trying to entertain people, I guess. Same thing. I don't know. We, I always, we all want more. Yeah. <laughs> What's so interesting, though, is like, you know, uh, talking to musicians like Mila and stuff, you forget that they had a, a previous life before you met them, you know? Uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. know about... Even before Hawaiian style band, there was this and there was that and all these oh, competitions yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's 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 interesting to think back like <laughs> Funny, that. Funny, yeah. Okay, I got one more topic. Okay. 
Okay, so this oh, is this a, is this the what's wrong the, with you? No, no, we're not oh. doing what's wrong with you. Oh, oh, shucks, that sounds interesting. No, I, I thought this was a good one. It was okay. it came up on Reddit, so I want to give credit. Oh, there's the bell. There's the bell. Oh, okay, kids, kids are coming. Kids are coming. All right, go ahead, man, get it done. And it's not right, raining. Get it done. Okay, so this is uh from a uh, user Free Thinker. Okay, and he was he wrote in this Reddit post. You know, it's been a decade, right? What has been the biggest change that you've seen in Hawaii from the 2010 to 2020? Mm. 2010, oh, 10 you know? years? And you talked about what were some of Hawaii's most defining moments, best new business, closure of an old business, new musician, new local slang. I was thinking about that last night, and a couple of things that came up for me was um, all these places that I used to know and, and enjoy, like, for example, Coco Head Stairs, um, the... Ma, um, Makapu Lookout mm-hmm. Lighthouse Hike mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm trying to think of the, the other one oh on Kauai um, Kalihivai Bay mm. packed with people now mm. packed mm. because Instagram has just mm. completely blown up all these places and so you just have everybody going to places where before you never see people yeah. or you'd see a few people but it's not like a tourist attraction you know yeah so I think that's one was a big, big change. Um, I'd say new stories would be the Kealoha, you know, that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into it, but I would think that would be a big one. And then, like, um, business is closing. I, I had one, but I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Shoot. Dude, but Kakako Kitchen. Kakako Kitchen. Name them off the Ryan's of and Kincaid's. Ryan's and Kincaid's. Oh, Ryan's and Kincaid's. Kincaid's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, so home base yes. for the yeah. I miss it so much. And to me, that was like friends or it was yeah. like, you know, if you want to go further back, it was like cheers. Like yeah. you go there and you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. The The wait staff knows your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Plus know they, the, love, they love live music. And so you can always yeah. find music. somebody there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much bands at Kincaid's I used to watch bands. back in the day, There's man. no more bands. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's all yeah. solo, duo, mm-hmm. guys. And they all loop. Looper. Which is not a problem. No, we it's don't not. It's, it's yeah. good. It's okay. But, um, yeah. The saddest loss for me is Willow's. Oh yeah, yeah. And we used to go a lot. I, every time John would play, we would try to make it and watch them play. You know, music there. And I actually got married there. Oh so yeah. We took pictures of the last day we were there. Oh really? Of everybody. Yeah. My my wedding stuff. reception was there too. Yep. Willows. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah but so, that was a magical place. It was. I'm gonna miss that place. Hmm. Yeah. Any any thoughts, Deb? The Me? last decade. Changes. Dude, I've had kids in that last decade, man. I can't remember anything except for the kids. <laughs> the Devin truth. doesn't change. That's why he looks exactly the same. Well, he still got his Kikaida underwear on. I yeah. do. I do. Devin misses Devin Busters since he got married. <laughs> oh, they're, still, they're still around. No, but you oh, used to go there a lot during your singlehood. When I was single. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was better that than going clubbing. So it was either that or going to watch live music. So yeah. Um, I I miss a lot of the food places and just the vibe here it's become different now um people are more into their phones than they are into mm-hmm. talking to uh, each other uh, uh, you know uh, what i mean they're, yeah, they're yeah. going for the gram and not sort of sitting there and and i'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else uh, in fact i was sitting with my friend having lunch today and you know each of us has to look at you gotta look at your phone at some point in time because you're getting business calls or whatever that's coming in right. so you just go ah so you feel bad but um yeah hawaii's just 
I, I don't know. For me, living in Kailua, it's just been really different because now we get way more tourists than we used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kailua, right. oh, yeah, yeah, Kailua has changed. Kailua yeah. changed quite a bit because yeah. um, now, if you decide to go into Kailua town on a Saturday or a Sunday mm-hmm. or in the weekdays in the daytime, you're sort of taking your life into your own hands because mm-hmm. right. they're taking tourists and they're just dropping them off in buses and going, okay, bye, we come right, back right, and get right, right, you. Right, right. Wow. Or Kailua or uh, even the... Lanikai, uh, yeah. Or even yeah, Lanikai lo- Beach. Lanikai you can't Beach even go lo- Lanikai and just sunbathe by yourself anymore. Yeah, there's, there's no way you're going to do that. So, yeah, not that yeah. I would be doing that anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not doing that. You're, you're very welcome. Trust me. Everyone on the beach is happy that I am not sunbathing on the beach. I'm happy. Um, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of a lot of mom and pop places have been closing. We've been losing a lot of yeah. them just yeah, because yeah, yeah. they, yep. you know, the um, because of how much it costs to be there. They're getting chased out. Well, everything's so, so gentrified now, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I miss those days of going to like Monterey Bay uh-huh. mm-hmm. and watching entertainment there, live entertainment, live music, mm-hmm. Kincaids, all these places. Yeah. And then when you when you just want to be social, instead of a phone, because we didn't have one back then, we go to Ocean Club. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we go to like Fat Tuesdays, or we go to all these places where our friends and people we know will be there where yep. we can actually talk and interact with each other. Right. I miss I miss those things about Hawaii. We're so old. Well, but even about- like the wedding industry has changed so much because oh, you yeah. know Ben and I did wedding gigs since 2006 I want to mm-hmm. say we were really busy doing it and we haven't been doing as many because even for weddings it's all about what's Instagrammable if you if mm. what they hire or book is cool on Instagram whether it's going to look cool in their photos or they saw cool photos of it that's what they want hmm. whereas before it was like We'd get hired to perform at somebody's wedding and make the bride cry with our songs and our, you know, our yeah. voices and whatever. And that was important to them. But mm, now it's what looks good on the gram. It's sad. These, like, you know, the DJ with the the pyrotechnics on the dance floor oh, and the smoking, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, dancing yeah. on the cloud yeah. and, you know, the uplighting. And it, it's crazy. Well, even how- now, I think um, I, I just had that experience with somebody with a wedding. Um, I we got I keep getting down I don't know what the what the thing is I keep getting negotiated with oh okay well we don't have that in our we don't have budget. that in our budget and you go yeah but I actually have to work <laughs> like yeah. and they're doing with the musicians as well right yeah. can we can we get you for this much and you go well no that's not really so but then they find somebody who'll do it for yep. 300 yeah, yeah, bucks, yeah. 400 yeah. bucks and you go yeah but it's a different deal, man, because you get what you pay for. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't I did, realize that was happening to you folks, too. I did a lot of gigs in Waikiki this year, and you get paid um, 100 bucks for two hours. And I was like, and I remember getting paid 100 bucks for two hours when I was 18 years old. Yep. You know, I'm, this yeah. is 20 years later. Yep. And yeah. it hasn't gone up at all. You know? Nope. So I, was just I, like, I give yeah. credit to the people who are doing it full time. I don't know how mm. they do it. They yeah. really don't. Well, as entertainers, you have a different perspective now, probably looking into the audience, because now everybody has their phone in front of their face yeah. and they're watching their phone watching you <laughs> instead of just putting their yeah. phone down and enjoying the moment and interacting with you face to face. It's true. You know? You know what I find really weird is I always see like I'll be on stage, I'll see people filming or pictures or whatever but what do they do with it no one ever tags me or I anything know. so i never <laughs> see it again it. i'm like i would actually enjoy some of this stuff if someone would tag me because then <laughs> i could go like oh yeah i remember that gig or uh-huh. whatever but no one tags uh-huh. me or anything i well, i don't know what they're doing with that our clip. christmas concert the other night we we did the oh, prayer yeah, you, and like oh. i swear every person in the audience and we had uh, maybe like 
350, 400 people in the crowd and everybody had their phone out yeah. videoing yeah. it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I thought that for a moment. I was like, what are they going to do with it? Right, do they right, right. watch it at night before they, they go to, to bed? <laughs> are they uploading it? I don't know. I think these people need to prove that they're there. Maybe. But then they're forgetting that they're there. Yeah. They should really enjoy the moment. Like, I, if I was at a Brumman's concert, okay, maybe when he came out and one song on yeah. videotape, to just like, wow, that's right, cool. Right, I, right, 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 right. I wouldn't do that the whole concert because I, I want to enjoy that interaction with the entertainer and the audience. That's why I didn't know? go to Bruno Mars. I'm like, I can just watch it on Facebook. <laughs> That's not why I didn't go. There's, there's such a disconnect, I think. Yeah. I mean, for you guys, even more so, you know? Well, for those of you guys who um, do film your concerts, you can email Kyle at highsessions at yahoo.com and explain to him why you hold your phone up the entire concert. Yeah, I, I can't, To me, yeah. I don't care if they do it the whole concert. I'm just more like, yeah. hey, man. Give me a tag or something. I want, I want to see what well, give me some pub. You dude. know what it was though. Back in the day, I come from the, the, those old school '80s rock days when we used to go to NBC Arena and watch stuff. Yeah, and you, you couldn't record anything. No, but now you can. Yeah, you record anything. There's no such thing as bootleg anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess because you don't, there's no such thing as that. People are just gonna do it. You know. Yeah. Except for people like Kevin Hart and um, well, other, comed- other comedians, comedians yeah. say you gotta lock your yeah, phone put down. Put it in the pouch. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Right. 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 I think it should all go back to those days, so you can enjoy. Yeah. And nobody feels pressure to share. Right. You know. I don't know, man. It's too strong. I know. The Instagram thing is too strong. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's ruining. It's ruining mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Myla, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything coming up? Or was the Christmas concert your biggest last thing for the year and you're going to just kind of relax? She's like, I need a nap. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah, Christmas concert was kind of the big thing. We have a brunch at Kahala, at the Kahala Hotel this Friday. Um, let's see, what else? I'm performing with Jim Brickman in January. Oh, okay. He's coming uh, back. He's oh, Valentine. Be- oh, come on. What, what, do you know <laughs> the date? Because um, this will come out Monday, so they'll miss their your Friday let thing. Let me pull mm. up my calendar. While she's looking at that, um, please go and check out our sister podcast, Can of Spam, on iTunes and YouTube. And also, um, thank you everybody who's following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, on YouTube. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon, patreon.com, where if you donate, you can get swag, you can get a chance to come and hang out with the artists, come to the live um, uh, shoots. And you're helping out the cause, man, so we can continue to produce videos. I know, I don't know how many people are super jazzed about all these podcasts, but (laughs) we sure do like the videos. So uh, the more we can raise, the more videos we can do. So thank you for doing that. Milo, date. January 25th. January okay. 25th. At the Blaisdell Concert at, Hall. Ooh, at the cool. Blaisdell Concert Hall. That's a nice venue. Check it out with Jim Brickman. Kyle, um, go to highlifeclothing.com. Pick up uh, some some shirts and some towels and things of that nature. Devin on Kumu, 94.7 in the mornings. Devin, you got anything else coming up? Mm, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to do the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Devin in the morning. Together, Just trying to get Devin, you're so good. You're <laughs> Tell so him you heard him on the podcast. So good. <laughs> so until then, this is our last podcast of the year. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. And until next time, mahalo. Thank you. Thank you. Aloha.